What is good, everyone? It is Bobby Daytona. Hey, guys, you already know what the deal is. I am back at it with another episode. And, guys, I am once more talking about my favorite thing, pushing past quit. So, you gotta tune in, you gotta check it out, and let's go. Before I ever recorded a single podcast, I had the idea that at the very minimum, I was going to have to produce 100 episodes before I ever even began. I just, I knew in my own mind that to be able to actually learn something would take a long period of time, or it would take an extended period where I was actually creating, where I was actually working. And let me tell you a little bit about the process of your first 100, because I'm talking about my first 100, but my first 100 is the exact same as yours. And this is what's going to happen anytime that you start something new. You know, you're going to, you're going to start this new thing and you might post it or you might share it with your family, with your friends, whoever it might be. And you're going to get some likes and you're going to get some positive comments. And you might even get a few people that say, who do you think you are? And you know, they might kind of laugh at you and you know, you're going to do that thing. So it can be a podcast. It can be a run. Uh, it could be, you know, you've decided to play a new instrument. You're trying to learn a new skill and you're sharing that thing. And you know, the very first few times that you share it, you'll get a little bit of love. You know, you'll have a few people that are throwing you likes and those are probably going to be your family members. Uh, and maybe one or two friends, but probably your family members. And I love you guys too if you're listening. But what happens is they move on. <laughs> they, they move on and you might, you know, if you continue to work, you might find one or two people that are tuning in to what it is that you're doing. And they're tuning in because they're interested in what you're doing because they themselves would like to be able to do it or they just like watching the process of someone else trying to learn something new because they themselves want to learn something new. And then what you realize is that all those people who might have initially been with you or were with you, throwing you a few likes, and by the way, I still love you guys, but you know what it is that you're doing, it isn't new to them anymore. And because it isn't new to them anymore, then you know their reaction to it is well, I've already given them a like, or we've already had a good conversation about this, so no reason to do it again. And that can be discouraging for you because you are involved with the, the skill, you are involved with the domain, and you see yourself getting better, and you know that your skill set is actually improving. And then what you realize is that as you get better at this thing that you are doing, your outreach itself with your conversations that you're having, with what it is that you're sharing. You know, it's they're gonna become more pointed and you're gonna find out that as you grow within your domain, more people, or at least less people, are going to be maybe interested, but they'll be more passionately interested. And they'll wanna know what it is that you're doing. And so what you're going to do is actually cultivate within yourself the skill set of being able to create content, of being able to create work that other people want to follow. And then what you're doing is, if, if it's work outside of yourself and for other people, 
you're going to start creating and tailoring more and more of your messaging for the specific people that are following you. So, you know, maybe your initial net that you are casting for everyone, so your family, your friends, the entire internet, maybe it just goes down now to a smaller, more specific subset of people. But what happens is you focus on the subset of people and you specialize, you specialize, you specialize, and you get your messaging tighter. You get your presentation crisper, your delivery better. And what happens is the people who you are speaking to, they love it. And they love it because you're producing at a higher level, better content. It's going to take, at minimum, 100 episodes for you to even get close to where it is that you're trying to go. It might take 1,000. I, I don't quite know what your number is going to be. But anytime that you are trying to do something new, you got to recognize and you've got to be willing to accept that, hey, I might not be great at this thing initially, but something about it, it interests me. And I want to do more of it because I think that there's something that I can learn from it or something that is satisfying maybe an internal passion or an internal desire that I want to fulfill. And so you've got to recognize that this journey that you are on right now, it might feel like the loneliest thing that you have ever been on because you see for yourself that you're changing, you're becoming better. But the people around you who got that initial lift off of what it was that you're doing, they don't seem to care anymore. And what happens is we live in this world where if other people don't see what it is that we're doing or if other people are not giving us praise for what it is that we're doing, most people become supremely disinterested in what it is that they're doing themselves. But let me ask you this. You know, I, I, I saw this video years ago and I still think about it. And it was an Amish man living in Pennsylvania who was farming some sort of honey. And you would have thought that this farming honey as an Amish person would be the absolute greatest thing in the world to do after watching this video because the guy was so intensely passionate about what it was that he was doing. And he was intensely passionate about it because he had spent his entire life within the domain of that one specific subject so that he could understand every single aspect of it, every single nuance at the highest degree possible. And from here, when he understood how all of these tiny little nuanced pieces fit together to create the entire puzzle, what this man was able to do was actually innovate within the field of honey. He was innovating and creating new products within the field of honey that the world has never seen before. He is living a life that has never been lived before. And you get on YouTube, you get on the comment section, and you see that it has over 10 million views. And you see that you have over 20,000 comments of people saying, when I grow up or you know, right now, all I want to go do is become a honey farmer. I want to be an Amish honey farmer. That doesn't happen by chance. The metaphor here is simple. You need to go figure out what it is that you want to be a honey farmer at. And the only way that you figure out what it is that you're going to be a honey farmer at is by doing. You do in the sense to be able to learn every single nuance, intricacy of the specific subject matter at hand. Everyone wants the results now. Everyone wants to be recognized right now. Everyone 
that I speak to, that I know of around my age, within their respective fields, within their relationships, they all want to rise to the top right now without ever taking the time to develop really great skills. And look, without any sort of braggadocio, what I've learned about performing at the highest level, and I mean that within the sense of running, and then trying to translate that also into business and relationships, is that to be able to perform at the highest level, you're going to have to be able to spend a lot of time not being very good. And the thing is, you've got to accept this as a fact, and you can't be discouraged by it. In fact, what you've got to actually be able to do is recognize that for yourself. Hey, maybe my skill set isn't so great right now, but that is actually the pro that's the opportunity. Because I'm not so good, what is it that I need to work on to actually improve? Becoming not just good, but great. It requires that your baseline level of operation within the subject matter that you're working on is increasing at increasing levels. Think about a professional soccer player. Think about Lionel Messi. Well, Lionel Messi can do better than anyone in the world at the sport of soccer probably isn't anything. But what he does better than everyone else in the rest of the world is his level of competency with passing a long ball, a short ball, a mid-range ball, taking a ball out of the sky, being able to put himself in the correct position, being able to see the field, being able to see what's in front of him, behind him, what's next to him, how the other players are operating, every single part of what's happening on the field. Lionel Messi is able to do it at a level much higher than everyone else. Although he might not dominate each one of those specific categories, he has a complete repertoire. He has a complete toolbox of being able to do each one of these things at an incredibly high level, and that's what greatness entails. It entails that you are at an above average level to superb levels across the entire board at this one thing that you are focused on doing. Look, take running for instance. We just spoke about Messi, but I can just speak about running. You know, the initial thought that people go through when they think about running is that to be great at running, I've just got to, I just got to go run. And some people are just wired differently. They can just go run. They're more naturally gifted. Guys, I'm not, I'm not special. I'm not unique. I'm not heaven sent. There's nothing about me that is remarkable. The only skill that I have that allows for me and if you decide to, the only skill that you have that I have worked on cultivating is this desire and this skill of not quitting. And that skill of not quitting, that's a skill. It's, it's a skill that you can cultivate. And do you know how you cultivate the skill of not quitting? By the way, if you have made it this far here is the absolute gold. I know that guys literally take what I'm about to tell you and they try to sell it and they make a lot of money doing it. But here's the truth. The way that you cultivate the skill of not quitting is by doing things that are hard that make you want to quit. 
And when they make you want to quit, do you know what you do? You keep going. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The last thing that running miles is about is the miles themselves. The running is just a tool. With running, what it is that you're able to work on to connect that idea of not quitting is being able to push past quit. You know, what, it, what would it mean to be dehydrated? You're running 30 miles. You're, you're at mile 30. The sun is up. It's 97 degrees outside. You have no water. You've got another mile in sight. But you also see that there's cars driving past you, and they can easily finish this race for you. What would it mean to keep going? What would it mean to try to put yourself at such a high level of heart rate that literally your, your heart is beating out of your chest and you might very well give yourself a heart attack? And not that I'm recommending that you do that, but the point that I'm trying to get to is that the only way that you get to that point where your heart is literally beating out of your chest is to push past all those moments where your mind tells you, ah, take it easy. I, yeah, you don't have to do that. You don't have to work so hard. We're talking about cultivating skills that you can use in every aspect of your life. The running is the tool. Why I run, why you should run, is that running will allow for you to cultivate the skill of pushing past quit. Running will allow for you to cultivate the ability to be able to live with your own thoughts. Running will give you the ability to think critically, to plan methodically. Running will give you the ability to dream bigger and bigger dreams. And then what happens is you go out and you actually make those dreams that you were thinking about a reality. Running is about being able to push yourself out of your comfort zone and all, honestly to push yourself into a level of discomfort. Because the world that we live in nowadays tells us that we've got to be comfortable. That's, that's what we should be working for is our comfort. But let me tell you this. Khalil Gibran once said that the lust for comfort murders the passions of the soul and walks away grinning verily at the funeral. And that's the truth. Most people, they want to blow out the candles, but they don't want to run the 30 miles that it takes to be at the table with that cake. Oh,